0: Let's open our Bibles to Psalm 113. Psalm 113. Let's read Psalm 113 together. There are nine verses. Psalm 113. Praise the Lord. Praise, O servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the lord from this time forth and forevermore from the rising of the sun to its going down the lord's name is to be praised the lord is high above all the nations his glory above the heavens who is like the lord our god who dwells on high who humbles himself to behold the things that are in the heavens and in the earth He raises the poor out of the dust and lifts the needy out of the ash heap that he may seat him with princes, with the princes of his people. He grants the barren woman a home like a joyful mother of children. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. As we continue our sermon series on praises from the book of Psalm first week we talked about living praise from psalm 71 and second week we said not die but live to praise from psalm 146 and last week we saw how creations praise god from psalm 148 and today we are continuing that series from psalm 113 Can go to the next slide. The six Psalms 113 to 118 in the Psalter. Psalter is a volume containing the book of Psalms. They are called Psalm 113 to 118. They are called Egyptian hallel Can you say that with me? Egyptian hallel because of the exodus that took place from the land of Egypt usually in a jewish custom psalm 113 and psalm 114 are sung before passover and the remaining four songs are sung after the passover hallel means praise in hebrew can you say that word out loud hallel it can be a short form of hallelujah hallel that simply means praise praise to god So as the Jewish, they sing this song on Psalm 113 and 14 before the Passover and the remaining four psalms after the Passover, we can make a guess when Jesus, when he was observing the Passover in the upper room, Jesus and the apostles, probably they would have sung Psalm 113 to 118 as they were observing, as they were celebrating the Passover. So this morning, I would like to title my sermon as Hallel Praise, amen? Hallel introduces or it includes five major themes. So all these psalms, six psalms they put together, there are five major themes. The Exodus from Egypt, the splitting of the Red Sea, the giving of Torah, the revival of the dead according to, the, according to what Jews believe, the difficulties preceding the messianic age as jews were targeted and they were killed many of them so these five different themes they together form the six psalms that we talked about in other words hallel the six psalms deal with the jewish history right from the birth of the nation until the time when it was established during the time of jesus christ or the messianic era in hell we express our joy for the past miracles if you read through all these six psalms you realize how david was you know rejoicing in the lord because god had done great things in the past and also we rejoice of the miracles that we expect in the future do you expect a miracle in the future not sure yes can I hear a louder yes we all expect a miracle in the future so there is nothing wrong in expecting a miracle we all need miracles some of us are alive today on the face of this earth only because of a miracle so we need miracles every time in our lives so Jewish when they come together for the celebration to bring praises to God this is what they do they enjoy over the past and they also enjoy over the future because they have such a great hope in the lord and we are a jewish nation in christ jesus we have such a great hope in jesus christ when we come together that god is going to do great things in my life in my future who was the first who recite this hallel the first century jewish rabbinic writings known as gumara they suggest That the prayer was originally sung by the Jewish as uh, Jews as they were crossing the Red Sea, then the same songs were picked up as Joshua was defeating the kings in Canaan and Deborah and Barak and as as they were destroying the army of Sisera, you know they were reciting Hallel. Now, if you see the next slide, we see the structure of Hallel. We began Hallel by reciting Psalm 113. That's what we read just now. And we are going to go through it again multiple times. It's a psalm of introductory praises. Psalm 114 talks about God's providence. Or God's provision for the people. As they were freed from the land of Egypt. From the bondage into the land of Canaan. Psalm 115 it talks about it makes an appeal in fact to God for God's assistance and God's support Psalm 116 is a song where David is pleading to God for survival and if you see Psalm 117 it's it, it's it's happened to be a song of thanksgiving you know, David is the writer of the psalm. is inviting the entire nation of Israel, and he is putting the song of thanksgiving in their mouth and telling everybody: "It's the time you need to get together to give thanks to God." Finally, Psalm 118. David probably, you know, he wanted to, he started to give thanks to God personally, but he couldn't contain the thanksgiving within himself, and he started representing the entire nation of Israel. And he was, you know, giving thanks to God for the entire nation of Israel. If you can go to the next slide. This is how I want to structure my sermon this morning. Psalm 113. Can you say this with me? I want to just divide this this entire psalm into three aspects. Praise unbounded. Can you say that with me? Praise unbounded, verses 1 to 3. And God unconfined, verses 4 to 6. And favor undeserved. Verses seven through nine. Shall we say that again? These words are powerful this morning. Amen. Praise unbounded. Can you say that out loud? Praise unbounded. Favor undeserved. Amen. This morning, I pray that God may speak to us. Psalm 113, verses one to three. Praise the Lord. Praise was servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth forevermore from the rising of the sun to its going down the lord's name is to be praised praise unbounded praise is not bound to anything praise is boundless praise is limitless praise is beyond praise is praise defies time praise is beyond time As we have an eternal God, the God who exists from the beginning till the end, from everlasting to everlasting, I would say praise is eternal too. Because we can never stop praising on the face of this earth. Praises will continue. If you do not know how to praise God, if you do not know how to praise God, can you help me to complete that sentence? If you do not know how to praise God on this earth, you are bound it's a good answer any other answer if you do not know how to praise god on earth we cannot go to heaven i'm not saying that bina is saying that okay it's important that we need to know how to praise god praise is boundless and praise is limitless as our god is eternal Praise is eternal when God created all the other creatures in fact you know what God started praise in heaven when he created angels praise started in heaven and slowly last week we talked about it how he was you know bringing praise down to the earthly beings from heaven when God created all the other creations they started praising God together in unity god expects his people to praise him continually david says in psalm 34 verse 1 i will bless the lord can you read that with me at all times his praise shall continually be in my mouth his praise shall continually be in my mouth you know today we many times we limit praise only to the time of worship only at the time when we come together in the presence of God in churches and in prayer meetings But God wants us to keep praise continually. How does it happen? Let's look at some practical way. How can make this possible in our lives? I would say this would happen only when praise becomes our lifestyle And how to make praise a lifestyle This is what I try to do. This is what I try to help you in a corporate setup like this, when we come together, we praise out loud, amen. We cannot be silent, we are not supposed to be silent. We need to be out loud. We should be praising God out loud. You know, there are many scriptures they say that make a shout of joyful noise unto the Lord. You know, bring all your instruments and put everything together and give glory to God, give praises to God. We cannot keep quiet if somebody is keep quiet stones will cry yeah good answers you see you're all listening to my sermon thank god stones will cry and if somebody is keeping quiet i feel like you know coming and laying my hands on you and pray in jesus name get revived we need to there are times that we need to praise god out loud but we cannot praise god out loud when you walk in the streets and if you start praising god people will say you are crazy We may not be able to praise god out loud everything but inside of us we are talking about how do you make praise as a lifestyle but inside of us praising god brings a deep connection i would say inside of us if you start praising god it makes more meaning than your lip praise and i don't know whether it's my idea but i try to get your concurrence on that if you start trying to praise God inside, you get connected. You can't really praise God inside without making that connection. Uh, that's what I feel. But outside you can do anything. You can live, and move outside without even thinking what it is. So try to you know, practice when you're outside, try to practice to praise God inside of you. When we are busy in our work, when you get a short break, a mental break, I'm not talking about a physical break, when you get a mental break in our mind praise god thank god you may get a many many mental breaks your hands maybe keep doing something but your mind is idling at that moment make use of that opportunity to praise god even though hand is busy working your inner mind can be free many times you know majority of the time you can make your inner mind free and praise god so make praise as a lifestyle psalmist says in Psalm 113 here blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth until forevermore and he says from the rising of the Sun until the time when it goes down let the name of the Lord be praised you know we are all busy when from sunrise to sunset and that's the time God is expecting us to praise not really when you sleep when my wife starts praising God, when, sleeping, when she's sleeping next to me, I am in great trouble. Either I should fall down or I should push her down. Right? So we cannot praise God when we sleep, but you can praise God from the rising of the time sun until the time when it goes down. As sun rises every day and sunsets every morning you know that's the comparison god wants us to so praise is unbounded god wants us to praise him god wants us to sing sing to praises to him let's make that as a lifestyle you know we sing a beautiful song praise him praise him praise him in the morning praise him in the noontime and praise him praise him praise him when the sun goes down that's what exactly god wants us to do david in his old age when you were trying to help Solomon to build the temple, he was dividing the Levites, the priests. He was setting up all the musicians and gatekeepers and the military divisions and leaders of the tribes and all the state officials. He was setting up everybody and he was telling the Levites to do one thing. We read that in 1st Chronicles chapter 23 verse 30. And this is what he says. To stand, Lee, read that with me. To stand every morning to thank and praise the Lord and likewise at evening god wants us to praise him continually praise is unbound the reason god created us is to praise him isaiah chapter 43 verse 21 says these people god is looking at you and me and god is saying This people i have formed for myself they shall declare my praise god had created you and me to praise him you know God wants us to praise Him from the morning till the evening. So we saw praises unbounded. There is no limit how much we can praise God. You know there are times you know you praise God beyond certain time limit, and you still feel like praising Him. Still feel like praising Him. And God wants us to develop that habit inside of us. Let's move further. Psalm one hundred and thirteen verses four to three four through six. The Lord is high above all nations; His glory above the heavens. Who is like the Lord our God, who dwells on high, who humbles himself to behold the things that are in the heavens and in the earth. Secondly, God is unconfined. We said, price is unbounded. Here we say, God is unconfined. God is unrestrained. God is unrestricted god is not bound god is not restricted god is not confined to a specific location he is here psalm 113 says, david says he is above all the nations he is above the heavens and he says who is like our god he is on his god is above the heavens can you imagine that we can understand god is above the earth and God is above the heavens; He's unconfined. And from heaven, what He is doing, He, he stoops down to see the heavens and the earth. He is so high that even He has to stoop down to see heavens and the earth. So God is so high; God is, you know, God is unconfined. What does it simply tells us? It tells me that God is above all my problem that I've been handling. You can name it, whatever you may name it, that your problem may be. God is above everything, family problems, relationship issues, health struggles, financial difficulties, struggle with the children, you know, addiction settlement issues and a god is whatever you can name it god is above all because there is no limit for god amen you know this morning i pray that that should get into the bottom of our hearts god is above everything you know many times we limit god i will just get to that in a moment you may say that you know my problem is very particular you know when we talk to all of you most of us we say that my problem is very specific nobody else on the face of this earth is going through that particular problem. We all have that notion. We, it's, it's okay. We all have that. But let's not limit God, because God is above that particular problem that you are thinking about right now. Right now, God is above that problem. You may not have an answer, but God has an answer because He is above that problem. And from there, He stoops down to see what's happening, what's going on. That simply tells us that. He knows everything. Go to, the, go to the next slide, please. God is unconfined. Many times we try to limit God on what He can do. And, but God is unconfined. This morning I just want to you know, give you a little idea practically. We try to confine God with our practical experience. We say that I have seen people dying with this sickness. Someone gets this sickness, there is no reason, there is no way that someone can be alive. alive with our experience we would have seen that happening with our own eyes listen to me carefully i have seen such families eventually separate this is how they go through initially but with my experience i have seen these families separating i have seen people struggling lifelong once they get into this problem with our experience we try to limit god secondly we based on what we know Already We know medical science Thank God for the nurses and doctors we know medical science very well. We know the limits We know where until where it can it can go. We know the limits of it And I know we know that you know, we are very clever now I know all the immigration law. There is no way you can get to this country because the law in this nation is so strict so bound based on what we know i know the government regulations i know the restrictions and i know many things i know his character you know what he's not going to change she's not going to change at all we try to limit god based on what we know and we know it already lord i know it already sometimes we based on what we what others say When parents sit with you and talk to your grandparents, this is what had happened to my grandparents. And you know what, that can happen to me. And you know what, that can happen to your children too. It is a curse in our family, based on what others say. You know, this is what I heard. I heard about my family. I heard about something. You know, this is what had happened. And I expect that to happen to me. Based on what we see. We see the impossibilities today. You know what? Certain things are not going to happen at all. We see the impossibilities that is so fresh in front of us. We see the hopelessness. We see our health not improving. It's deteriorating. It's worsening. It's weakening. We don't see those things. So we try to limit God based on what we see. We also try to limit God based on what we assume. You know, we are all very good in this. We are very clever. We assume a lot of things. This is what I think is going to happen. This is what I think is going to happen. I think this will happen. I'm pretty sure this won't work out. We say that many times. We say that concerning our own life. We say that concerning the life of our children. And we speak negativism, we speak negative things into the life of people. And we limit God by all these things with our experience, based on what we know, what we heard others saying, based on what we see, based on what we assume. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? Is that true? Can I hear an Amen? God is asking this morning, you know, God is asking us to do something this morning God is asking, don't you see that I am above the heavens? Don't you see that I am above whatever you know with your little brain? In our times, we certainly, we suddenly behave like dogs that are barking at the aeroplane that flies above the skies. Have you seen the dogs barking at the aeroplane? I have seen. I don't know about you. They just bark there looking at the airplane and until the airplane crosses from its view is there anything that can happen that nothing is going to happen because that dog doesn't have any clue of what's happening in the sky you know children of god we don't have any clue as we live on the face of this earth other than that we know other than knowing our god because he is above everything and don't you know that all these things we talked about they negate faith our experience Our knowledge what we know by from others what we see what we assume they all negate faith and they will bring our faith to zero miracles cannot happen why miracles are not happening in your life take this and meditate with the help of the Word of God and find out what is happening in your life. There is no room for God to perform any miracle in your life because your faith is almost zero by listening your mind and heart to all these things what this world could offer. But God is telling us He is unrestricted, He is unconstrained, He is above everything. God works in His time frame from His office above the heavens and he controls the earth and controls all our lives this morning shall we give him glory this morning hallelujah shall we put our hands together this morning and give him glory he is such a mighty god hallelujah lord we praise you ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 now to him who is able to do can you just pay attention to this scripture now now to him who is able to do Exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think that's how God works according to the power that works in us. I, I believe we need a better version, better translation. Let's go to another version, the passions translation, Ephesians 3:20. Let's read that together. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all for his miraculous power, constantly energizes you. This morning, there is no reason why we need to limit our God. Can you allow God to work in your life? You have to take a step of faith for this. David was not really looking at his ability he was looking at the God who is above heavens and the earth and with that assurance he went forward to destroy the giant Paul was a short man in stature and he was not very eloquent but he was totally dependent depending on God the way God was using him he was totally depending on the God who is unconfined disciples even though they tried the entire night to catch fish their effort went waste and they said master we have toiled all night and we caught nothing nevertheless at your word i will let down the net and we know the result of the story why don't we allow god to work in our lives he will do it for you god is unconfined can you say that out loud god is Unconfined, let's move for the Psalm 113 verses 7 through 9. Verse 7 He rises the poor out of the dust and lifts the needy out of the ash heap that He may seat Him with princes, with the princes of His people. He grants the barren woman a home like a joyful mother of children. Praise the Lord, favor undeserved. We said, Praise unbounded then we said god and find. now we realize favor and deserved what we are going to talk now is not for everybody not everyone can understand what we are going to say right now because listen to me legally you don't really get selected academically you don't really qualify medically you don't fit to live skillfully you don't get listed financially you don't get approved we are talking about favor undeserved amen but the psalm is saying you serve a god who raises the poor out of the dust you know literally he's talking about the beggar who is sitting on top of an ash heap Psalm is saying, you lift the needy out of the ash heap, sitting with princes and princes of my people. You know, this morning, I want to know your position and your portion in Christ. You know, many times when we need our faith to come alive, the faith doesn't come alive because you do not know your position and your portion in Christ Jesus you know, the Bible says repeatedly, we are all sons and daughters of God who is above the heavens and above the earth. There is no doubt about it. Nobody can deny. You know, once you give your life to Jesus, we are all considered as sons and daughters of our Heavenly Father. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. You know, that's how we can describe ourselves, our position in Christ Jesus. Amen you are the remnant of god on whom god is so jealous of god cannot handle if somebody is talking low about you god cannot handle if somebody is telling evil things Somebody is even thinking evil about you god cannot handle because you are a child of god you know there is more no there is no other honor than being known as a child of god we are all known his own children we are bought by his blood we are all blood bought we are his highest and his co-heirs of the heavenly kingdom the will is already returned the, the inheritance documentation the title is given already given in our hands that we are going to live with the god in heaven can i hear an amen amen favor undeserved you don't deserve it but you have it you know that's what the psalmist is saying this is the kingdom luxury can you say kingdom luxury this is the kingdom luxury it's not given to everybody. It's given only to the children of God. Only those who are ch- chosen. You know, there are 10,000 reasons we have to praise God and thank God, amen. There are more than 10,000 reasons we have. Hannah prayed, saying this is what she said, 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 7, the Lord, can you read that with me? The Lord makes poor and makes rich. He brings low and lifts up. He rises the poor from the dust and lifts the beggar from the ash heap to set them among princes and make them inherit the throne of glory she saw that with her own life with her own eyes god was reminding david in the later stage he sent a prophet nathan to speak to david and this is what God said in 1 Chronicles chapter 17, verses 7 through 8. Now therefore, thus shall you say to my servant David, thus says the Lord of hosts, I took you from, can you read that with me? I took you from, you know, this scripture is applicable for many of us, those who are sitting here and those who are listening to me. I took you from the sheepfold, from following the sheep, to be a ruler over my people, Israel. And I have been with you wherever you are gone god has been with you wherever you are gone no matter and have cut off all your enemies from before you otherwise you are not alive today you would have already destroyed god destroyed because god did that there are many things happening the moment you accept jesus christ there are many things happening in your life without your knowledge How many accidents God preserved you from which you do not know. How many sicknesses God protected you from which you do not know. How many times you are about to fall. God sent his angels to take care of you. We do not know. But we know when the word of God says so. And cut off all your enemies from before you. And have made you a name like the name of the great men who are on the earth. God is saying David I lifted you up. That was very true. Some of you who are sitting here, you don't deserve to be here including myself. Some of you are working in different companies, in different positions, you don't deserve that position. Some of you, even you don't deserve to live. You don't deserve to live. Today you are alive because of the favor. i deserved. He has already done great things in your life. And you know what? He will do it again. Your situation doesn't matter for God. He will do it again. Can you shout saying that He will do it again? He will do it again. He will do it again in your situation. Can you go to the next slide, Psalm 103. One-line summary. This is how I want to summarize Psalm 103. When we raise unbounded praises to the unconfined God, we will see the undeserved favor coming upon His. Can you say that again out loud? When we raise unbounded prices to the undefined God, unconfined God, sorry, we will see the undeserved favor coming upon His people. Let's read verse 9 again. He grants the barren woman a home like a joyful mother of children. <laughs> Praise the Lord. He will do it for you. He has done so much in your life. And how come he won't do this for you this morning i want you to increase your faith i want you not to listen to what the enemy is trying to tell you i want not to listen to the the medical report you know doctors are so such a great blessing but at times i don't want you to even look at the medical report what the medical report is saying he has done so much in your life he will do it again because he's a supernatural god he doesn't do things naturally. He doesn't do things in an ordinary way. He does things in a supernatural way. One such favor that Bible, Bible witnesses, and millions across the world are today witnessing is the barrenness coming to an end. Amen? barrenness coming to an end this morning i don't know i want you to see these words i want you to you know increase your faith five years ten years twenty years barrenness coming to an end because we don't deserve it but we deserve because he has given the favor to us amen barrenness and infertility it's not your weakness. It is your strength for God's favor to be seen in your life. It's not a weakness. Even if you think it's a weakness, it's for God's strength to be seen in those weaknesses so that you will come out with so much of strength. Praising God, lifting His name, promises to remove barrenness. Because God says that you are a chosen people, listen to me. Because you are a holy nation, if you obey God in everything, Deuteronomy 7:14. Shall we read that together? You shall be blessed above all people. There shall not be a male or female barren among you. All talk this is the promise of God let's move further Exodus 23 26 shall we read that together no one shall suffer miscarriage or be barren in your land I will fulfill the number of your days amen do not allow any negativity to settle down in your heart and do not feel ashamed do not feel embarrassed let there be inner healing of the words that are spoken into your life the words that you heard from people let there be inner healing when that healing takes place you will see the fountain of living water gushing out from you let there be inner healing let's come against the spirit of barrenness in jesus name this morning hallelujah as you wait for god's favor as you wait for that favor of god in your life as you wait for the overshadowing of the power of the most high over you here is a call that comes over your life and our lives don't know how many of us understand this secret even i couldn't fully understand even before i bring this to you but i just want to leave that with you well god is working to remove your barrenness Here comes the call of God in your life, Isaiah 54, verse 1. Isaiah 54, verse 1. Can you read that with me? Sing, O barren, you who have not born, break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who have not labored with a child, for more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, saith the Lord. And if you read that continually, scripture says God is asking you to enlarge your tent for what for the blessings that God is going to bring forth in your life for you shall expand to the right you shall expand to the left and your descendants will inherit the nations amen you know this is a promise of God you know our God doesn't leave us just like this you know without giving a word to us without increasing our faith and God is going to do something but before we understand that before we see that in our own hands this is the call of God over our lives after the captivity of Jerusalem as we have the scripture in front of us as we after the captivity of Jerusalem when the children of Israel came back to Jerusalem the land was so barren your life may be barren but God had already promised he's going to remove your barrenness but god is promising that he is going to raise many spiritual children for you and god wants you to know that secret of it god is not doing this purposely or god is not doing this to divert your attention no 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 god is not doing this for that listen to me this is my revelation god's heart is like a mother's heart. Isaiah 63 verse 13 says, "'As a mother comforts her son, "'so will I comfort you.'" Listen to me. God's heart aches like the heart of a barren woman whenever children go away from God. God's heart aches like a heart of a barren woman when our children, I'm talking about children in general, when our children go away from God, God feels that barrenness within Him. When children and youth go away from God, God God's heart aches, God feels that barrenness within Him. Who else can better understand the barrenness that God is feeling in His heart other than? You who are going through it already on the face of this earth. Who else can understand? Because you know, the pain of barrenness, you know. God's heartaches when he sees children. You know, that's what children ministry is, the prime ministry. The youth ministry is the prime ministry. It's very important. God cannot handle his heartaches. Here comes the call. On your life, so he's saying Isaiah 54:1 Sing, O barren, you who have not born, break forth into singing and cry aloud, you have not labored with child, for more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. You may be called a desolate, but God is calling you to be a mother of many children to Christ. God doesn't want you to hate children because you don't have children. Listen to me. God doesn't want you to say, I don't have children, how can I care for our other children? No, 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 God is not talking about it. God wants you to take care of other children as you do for your own children. It is about the heart of God and the call of God that doesn't mean that you know God is not going to give you your own God is already working God has already promised he's already working on that and the reason why it is delayed the reason why we are still not seeing that God wants the call of God to come and fulfilled in your lives before you see your own God wants wants you to be used so that his God heart pain can be removed God's heartache is too much when he thinks about the barrenness he doesn't see children in the churches he doesn't see children sitting with the, fa- with the parents for family prayer. God's heart aches. And God wants you to understand there are thousands going into addiction. There are millions going into pornography, drugs, depression. There are so many things. Without getting the motherly love. And God is asking, can you be a mother? Can you be a mother to them? God wants you to raise many children. He wants you to make, as the scripture says, 113 at the end of the scripture, make a joyful mother of children. Are you willing? Here comes the call of God in your life. Are you ready to parent orphan children? I'm not talking about adopting a child. I'm talking about caring for children who do not have Christ. This generation needs mothers like you. This generation needs mothers like you, who know the pain of the heart of God. You can do whatever, you know, there are times of the biological parents cannot do, but you can do it. What they cannot find in their biological parents, they can find in you. They need you. They need you. That's the call of God in your life. When you fulfill that call of god in your life we will see the blessing of god coming on your way because favor undeserved. if you allow god god is going to lift you up from the ash heap from the dust he's going to lift us up as he says and he's going to get get us seated with the princess you know in the days which are coming god wants you to believe that god is going to lift you God is going to raise you. God wants you to depend on him. You are already seeing miracles on your way. You already see start God's hand starts moving on your behalf. And God is going to do great things. He has promised to remove the barrenness. He's going to bless you with a child and he also is going to use you to give birth to many spiritual children as they come to know the Lord this is the will of God he grants the barren women a home like a joyful mother of children amen shall we all arise this morning as we close in prayer as we summarize praise unbounded there is no limit how much we can praise God God wants us to praise him because he is eternal God wants us to praise him from the morning till the evening for and forevermore God is unconfined (laughs) let us not limit God but allow God to work in our lives favor undeserved let God rises us from the dust that we are living in today we are sitting in from the ash heap that we are sitting in today let God rises above so that he will his name will be glorified through us as we saw favor and deserved, let God raises us from our situation today to the higher levels of that we don't deserve in our lives. Let His favor remove the barrenness in our very own life and produce more spiritual sons and daughters in our lives before we go to heaven. God has a plan in our lives that we want to go along with children. Room full of children into the presence of the living God. That's the expectation of God in your life. And this morning, when we raise that unbounded price to the unconfined God, we will see the undeserved favor coming upon your family and my family. Shall we close our eyes this morning, hallelujah.